Welcome to your Right to Speak discussions on social justice and advocacy. This is episode 65 and you're listening to the Rising Youth Podcast Edition. I'm your host, Salvatore. On today's episode, we'll be talking with Curvins, um, who is a Rising Youth Grant alumni and who has created a project called the Aftermath Exhibition, which was created in 2017. The aim of his project is really about educating youth across Canada, regardless of their backgrounds, about the experiences and realities of Black people in Canada. The medium he uses for this project is through art. I'm very excited to have him on the show and uh, it sounds like an amazing project, so I can't wait to get into it and start the conversation. Uh, Kerbins, would you like to introduce yourself? So my name is Kerbins Boisset. I am a uh, photographer and creative director here in the city of Ottawa. I'm a Haitian-born Canadian, so, um, you know, first or second-generation Canadian, or uh, first-generation Canadian, actually. I was born in Haiti, and I was fortunate enough to, you know, take refuge here in Canada to, you know, pursue a better and a different life. Um, So... That's me, and uh, we're here to talk about the Aftermath Exhibition, which uh, Salvatore um, really uh, explained uh, um, in, a, in a great manner. Okay, let's, uh, let's start off and see where this journey takes us. <laughs> awesome. Um, can you tell the listeners how you got involved with the Rising Youth uh, Grants and what you learned from the process? Well, how I got involved with the Rising Youth Grant is um, through other advocates, um, you know, in my community that are trying to create, you know, um, events or are trying to make a difference in their community, uh, yet they lack, um, you know, some support, whether it be, you know, financial support or the mentorship that they need. And, you know, they found Rising Youth, um, you know, through programs that they've that they've done and they've recommended that Rising Youth to me. And, you know, the experience with Rising Youth was amazing because not only that they, you know, they pro- provided the financial support, but the questions that they asked, um, you know, throughout the grant application was, you know, really thought provoking. And it was, you know, um, it got me to think about, you know, the depth of my project and how it could impact my community. Um, so, you know, it got me to think, it got me to actually um, uh look at my project and in a different light so just the whole process of the application and also having you know the financial support from rising youth was an amazing experience Uh, would you be able to give an example of what one of the questions were i know it's you probably have to just think on the top of your head and i'm (laughs) putting you on the spot no that's not a problem yeah so like i i can't think verbatim um but like one of the questions would be like you know what is the aim of your project and you know who is your project impacting and you know like um some of those questions were really okay like we really had to think about it and we're kind of like we were trying to really specify on who are we trying to um uh 
uh, impact with the project that we have. So, you know, th- those were some of the questions that we, we saw when we were um, uh, entering for the grant. So <laughs> it was, uh, I can't, like, it's not verbatim, you know, I'm not looking at the website. To yeah, answer yeah. This, but yeah, it's it, those, uh, you know, types of questions, you know, who are you impacting by what the, pro- uh, the project that you're doing and what is the result of the project and how are you going to manage to do the project? What do you need to do the project? Um, you know, these are really questions that um, structured the project. Were you running this project before the grant or did this grant really launch the whole thing? I was running the project prior to the grant, um, but the grant really gave us the opportunity to um, produce on a bigger scale because, you know, uh, it was, you know, a fellow, you know, uh, friends of mine that, you know, we had the initial idea, we met up and, you know, we're still students in university. So uh, financially, we weren't um, capable, yet the, the vision and the dream uh, was still there. So we managed to do what we could um, when we first started. So the grant really allowed us to uh, do more. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure the listeners are uh, really wanting to know more in depth what the Aftermath exhibition is. Can you explain what it is, um, how you came up with the idea, uh, and why you chose art as a medium? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, um, just to kind of summarize the Aftermath exhibition, um, it's basically an educational platform. Uh, Even if we use art as a means to express that educational platform, it's still an educational platform. It is to educate, um, you know, Canadian youth and young people about the struggles and the realities that, uh, you know, Black Canadians uh, face every day. Um, You know, the, the issues of representation, the you know, that, that's one thing that we focus on as well, too, the, the lack of resources that uh, young Black people, young Black uh, Canadians um, have um, and face. So, you know, it's basically an educational platform where we give the platform to uh, um, Black artists are, uh, in, the, in our community to, you know, express themselves, express their art form. And um, that, that's, you know, what the Aftermath exhibition is about. And it's about educating, educating people, um, Canadians, during Black History Month as well, too. There's a lot of um, nuances uh, between, you know, there's a lot of nuances in, in, in Black Canadian history. There's not enough emphasis on Black Canadian history. We know a lot about uh, history. Uh, sorry. We know a lot about uh, African-American Black history. And, you know, oftentimes it's all only revolved around racism in the United States and never an emphasis on, you know, discrimination in Canada. So we really want to educate um, people about, you know, uh, Canadian um, Black history and also the, the, the goodness and the positive uh, impact that, you know, Black Canadians have had on, the, um, on Canada. So, you know, it's, it's an overall, um, it's a great platform for people to not only express themselves, but for new communities and different communities to uh, kind of come together and to learn about one another. Because, you know, it's not, uh, and this is a question that I get often is, is this event only for Black people? Or uh, is this event only for uh, people that are in, you know, in the uh, Black community? And I always answer, absolutely not. This is an event for everyone because, um, you know, there 
because we all have a, a community and um, and we can all learn from each other to progress the Canadian society. And, and I think it's a, it's a great platform for everyone from every community to come and to learn about art, to learn about each other and to, to see what kind of talent our community has. So um, I know I'm kind of, you know, going all over the place, but this is, you know, the vision of the Aftermath Exhibition is to educate people and to give a platform for people to express themselves um, in a way that they didn't, you know, they probably couldn't have before. No, it sounds uh, really great. And, you know, what I like about this uh, project so much is you're truly coming from a place of education. And often what I found right now, at least in the um, anti-oppression uh, movement, is sometimes there is like, a sh- uh, they've moved more from a shame to an education platform. And sometimes there's spaces where there's shaming done, uh, shaming that uh, white people don't know about black Canadian history. Mm -hmm. And what I really truly like about this is you're really coming from that place of let's educate everyone. Let's Mm -hmm. really build that foundation up so we could move together uh, in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you, you get the idea. Um, and, and we use art because, you know, everyone relates to art, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of learner you are, whether, you know, it's visual or auditory or, you know, any type of learner. When you come to the Aftermath exhibition, you get an experience, an educational experience that you don't get in the classroom. You know, you learn about visual art you know learn about performative art you learn about um, poetry um and you get that um you know and and you learn about black canadian history without feeling the you know oh like i'm gonna be judged or um is it okay for me not to know enough or is it okay for you know it's all about helping each other um and propelling each other forward and to learn about each other's communities without judging each other you know so it's definitely something that you know i i enjoy hosting along with my peers and um we've had nothing but positive reactions from the community you know and really what you're doing is bringing um you know the black community and white people together in a space Uh, and learning together Um, because, you know, I've talked with some youth in the past and they don't know much about black Canadian history. Mm -hmm. And, and so really your, your project is kind of bringing this learning elements and really creating this safer space for people to come together. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yep, no, absolutely. And, you know, and throughout the event also, um, we have quizzes and, and games and stuff like that. That way we reward people um, and we kind of like, you know, like the, the, the questions and the quizzes throughout the event are a way for people to kind of interact, not just, you know, be there and kind of have information thrown at them, but for them to also have their voices and their opinions heard, you know, so, you know, yeah, exactly what you're, 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 you're touching upon. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just really passionate about um, the work that we're, we're doing for, with the Aftermath Exhibition. And I definitely see um, the end goal 
in mind every time I speak about it because I I do notice a lack of lack thereof of you know things like this events like this that educate people without making them feel like an outsider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it really is great. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens in the future with it. I did have a question. It, do you just focus, you know, in February when it's Black History Month, or is this more of a year-long type of uh, project? Great question. So, um, historically, I mean, historically, this is the past like three years. We've only solely focused on. Um, uh, the month of February, like I said, you know, we're all in school and, um, you know, the financial means that we had were very limited. So our vision is really to expand and become a year long event where we um, host workshops, um, whether it be, you know, in the community, we go to community houses and we host photography workshops, painting workshops, um, uh, music workshops and have the artists that, you know, showcase the art at the Aftermath exhibition teach the community. So in order for it to be a year-long thing and not only uh, 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 focus on um, um, in, in the month of February. So we're actually trying to host an event and uh, another exhibition this year, but, you know, with, with COVID and all, we couldn't do that. And that was, you know, a restraint. So hopefully next year, depending on how everything is going, hopefully next year we'll have a, a better luck at hosting something, another event. But our plan is to host, you know, have workshops throughout the year to educate people and to, you know, have people uh, make an impact in their community with the skills that we teach them. You did bring up COVID. So I, I am interested, would you be able to transition this into more of an online format for the time being? Yeah. So with COVID, what when um, what had happened was we were trying to um, transition everything into an online online platform, um, but everything was just thrown at us um, yeah. so fast. And you know, uh, most of us were finishing our last years of university, so it was really really hard for us to kind of navigate. Um, the, the space and, and, and bring it to online, but online is definitely something that we foresee doing um, because, you know, our online community is definitely growing and people are kind of waiting to see what um, we're going to be doing in order to, you know, change this to online. So if- COVID did definitely, yeah, go ahead. No, no, sorry, go on. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, like we're definitely uh, looking to navigate the online space and, and changing things to bringing things to online. Um, so I was going to ask, you know, if a youth did want to showcase their talent, uh, how would they get involved with you to do that? Okay, so we have an, an email. It's the aftermath exhibition at gmail.com. And we're, we're uh, speaking about um, setting up a website. That way people, you know, if they want to showcase their, their work, if they want to showcase their talent, they can go, just go on uh, on our website. Um, we, we hope that the, the website is going to be the aftermathexhibition.com um, or .ca. The, the site is not up yet, but the email is active at, at the moment. And um, usually what, what we have done in the past is we kind of have like, we 
look at our, our community and whoever wants to get involved, we, we go, we just get them involved. And um, this year, actually, we've had people that just found out about the exhibition and that wanted to participate. And, you know, it was kind of too late because we, you know, we had everything scheduled and planned out. So we were like, well, like, there's a lot of people that want to participate in this. So we, we're, we're trying to create an online platform for people to sign up and kind of submit their art and kind of, you know, um, when, once the website is launched, I'll definitely share, share it with uh, Rising Youth so you guys can have that website and you guys can uh, spread it around. But we're going to have a website open so people can submit their art. We will most definitely help promote it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so, you know, with your project, as we said, is really based on educating would you be able to explain what has been um, some of the realities that mm-hmm. you have expressed in your exhibition? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If that um, makes sense. No, absolutely. So the issue of, you know, representation is the biggest issue that we have, you know, heard from the people who have participated in our event. And, um, you know, that's something that we try to tackle as much as we can. So representation of, you know, people of color in the media, uh, especially, you know, we're, you know, focusing in our community, so Black black Canadians. So how we're represented in the media, um, there, you know, there's a lack of representation or lack of good representation of us in the media. So we always see, you know, Black men uh, being portrayed as, you know, violent um, and, you know, uh, lacking education or lacking um, a, a, a sensitive side. Um, and, you know, Black women are, you know, often uh, over-sexualized. We don't see... Um, uh, proficient black women in the, in, the, in the media. So, you know, one of the things that we try to tackle is representation by giving a platform for black men, whether they be an, a painter or a, a, a poet or, you know, uh, R&B singer or a rapper. We give them the platform to express themselves without feeling that, like, you know, they have to subscribe to what the media um, says about them. And we give black women um, a platform for them to also um, uh, express themselves or black people in general, uh, regardless of what they, they subscribe to. So we give them a platform to uh, express themselves. So that we tackle the issue of representation and also um, opportunities. We feel as though, you know, uh, within our community, there's a lack of opportunities that are given to us to showcase our talent, to showcase what we are made of and, and what we can do. So, we, you know, our collective, we come up, we try, but we try to find ways to come up with the money. If we can't come up with the money um, using outside organizations like Rising Youth to support us and to help us, we take the money from, you know, our, our work. We, we work, um, we work part-time. We're still in university. We still have, you know, uh, uh, we have to buy textbooks. We still have to pay for our tuition and all of that. But we believe in this project so much so that we put up our own money in order to give other people opportunities. And that's something that our community lacks is the, just the opportunity to express themselves and to showcase what we are made of and what we can do without all the stigma, you know, stigmas that, that exist. So these are issues that we tackle representation and, and the an opportunity. And 
and the issue about representation is also how people that are not part of our community view us. So we tend to tackle that with the exhibition because uh, by inviting people from all communities to come in and to participate and to see us in a different light. So not, so not only that, we're not fabricating the environment that we are um, being seen in, but this is the environment that we uh, live in constantly. This is uh, the, ex- the exhibition doesn't change the environment that we're seen in. It's just, it's, it, we're just shown, we just show, so, show people the light, sorry. Um, so, you know, we, we listen to, you know, cultural music. We listen to uh, predominantly, you know, African and black music and, um, you know, what people would consider black music. And, and that's just our realities. And, and that's why, you know, when we invite other communities to come and partake and, and learn about this culture, we tackle all different types of issues, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> Those are the, it know, all sounds cool. great. I love it. <laughs> it. You know, it it's you know, it kind of sounds like you're really kind of demystifying the the black community in a sense and really breaking down the stigmas that mm-hmm. media has put on black people. Yes. Absolutely. There's a there's a lot out there. There's a lot of stigmas and a lot of these things are, you know, uh, subconscious. You know, we don't even realize it sometimes, but we partake in these things and um, we consume what the media tells us about other groups and other communities without really getting to know uh, the individual and really getting to know, uh, you know, what, what the community. Whereas, like, you know, the Aftermath exhibition, the people that are showcasing the art, they're physically there. So if somebody is, physically, is, is showcasing their painting, you know, the, uh, they can express themselves their painting is not only there but they're physically there too so if anyone has any uh questions to ask them about you know the meaning of their art or why do they see the world and the way that they see it they're there to physically explain themselves and to you know (laughs) mediate for themselves and not be mediated by the media you know anyone can have a uh, a preconceived notion as to who you are based on what they see on the media whereas the app the the exhibition, the person is physically there and can uh, fend for themselves and to, and can explain, you know, their reality for themselves. So um, I think that's why I think it's such a great platform. Have you had any favorite um, showcases since you've been doing this? Yes. The the one that happened this year. Uh, Why? What was it? Why? Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, one of the biggest reasons is because we didn't know the COVID pandemic was going to happen. So when we, when we look at it in retrospect, um, you know, to what the world looks like right now, where we can't, you know, be more than 10 people in a household, you know, we can't, you know, we're, we're really happy that it happened at the time that it happened. And, you know, we think, I thank God personally uh, for the fact that it happened when it happened. Um, so we had a lot of people uh, come out, almost 500 people that came out to, um, you know, to support and to see what's going on in the community. And not only that, we had a, a tremendous growth from our previous year of people coming, uh, coming to support, you know, which was amazing. New faces uh, from different communities, uh, not only from the Black community, which was amazing. So, you know, just seeing the growth this year uh, was astounding. And, and that's why this year's exhibition was, you know, 
really, really something that, you know, stuck with us. And we were really happy at the, the, the outpour of love that the community was giving to us, um, not only by being there and, and, their, and flesh and blood, but by their um, comments that they've made on social media and, you know, by tagging us on, on their social media posts, by in, interacting with the artists, by purchasing their stuff, by buying their art pieces and, you know, by following them on social media. So I think overall uh, this year was, you know, one of the most impactful year that we had despite everything that's happening with COVID-19. A glimmer of hope for this year. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, With this year's exhibition, were there any favorite artists you had or uh, any favorite pieces that came out of it? Like uh, what I was saying is that, you know, I didn't really have any personal, like, you know, there's a, a lot of, art that stood out to me during the exhibition but all all of them really um you know took me by surprise because regardless even if they're in the same domain like let's say you know they're oil they're photographers for example you know they have different visions and they see the world differently so you know just interacting with um uh, the individual through their artwork was amazing to me so you know they're everyone's art everyone's uh you know uh performance stood out to me and i'm a personal fan of everyone that has participated in the exhibition um regardless of uh you know their social media ranking whether they have you know 10 followers or five followers or or 10,000 it doesn't really matter to me what matters is how they express themselves uh, through their art and um i i'm a huge like i love art so much so so just seeing everyone expressing themselves in that way you know really stood out to me so i didn't have a particular favorite but i would say everyone really um impressed me with uh, their creativity and how they express themselves. Um, I was going to ask if you could explain to the listeners why the, you know, a space like this is so important. Um, I feel like we've kind of alluded to it already. It, do you have anything else to add to really uh, have some listeners uh fully understand why space like this is uh, important to have? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So there are multiple reasons why spaces like this are very important to have. One being it tackles, you know, um, bias. It tackles, you know, issues that... Uh, preconceived notions that we might have about people and and different communities by literally placing us in the midst of those communities and it challenges our uh, discomfort that you know people might experience or might have uh, you know engaging and interacting with uh, people in the black community by placing all of us in one room and by Get, get, uh, putting our focus on one specific thing, whether it be a person performing or, you know, different art pieces. So we can all experience this. We can all just see that at the base of it all, we're all humans and that, you know, uh, we're just separated by, you know, whether it be culture or, you know, different pigmentation, but we all experience these things together. You know, we all experience, we, we might slight different you know, we might experience art slightly different, but at the base of it all, when we hear something that 
it sounds good. We enjoy it. When we see something that looks good, we enjoy it too. So, you know, the spaces like these deconstruct notions of, you know, uh, biased notions that we may have of communities. And another thing is that spaces like that and events like the Aftermath Exhibition inspire the next generation to do better and to pursue something that might have not been culturally acceptable or culturally possible to pursue you know and and that's one thing that you know we try to tackle too is giving hope um to the black community that might because i was man like refuging to canada was something completely like it's, it's an experience that only people that have done it can you know i well personally speaking like it, it's just it's a life-changing experience and i think um you know living in in, in the ghetto what we, people would you know consider the ghetto um is a life-changing experience too because we don't we often don't see the possibilities that um you know the limitless opportunities that um we have as individuals as creatives as black youth um we don't see those opportunities living in the ghetto we all we're you know we're taught is uh, if you don't go to school if you don't um you know participate in the society in that capacity there's not you can't participate in any other capacity so a lot of young black youth in the ghetto where i was uh, uh that i i've experienced living uh living where i experienced living they're, they're not used to that opportunity they're not used to seeing other black youth um expressing themselves in a different manner that is not related to selling drugs or that is not related to being being in uh, uh, gang-related activities. So seeing, you know, other Black people on stage performing, singing, poetry, uh, expressing themselves through art is huge for the next generation because it gives them hope and it shows them that there's uh, life outside of, you know, their current circumstances. So a platform like the Aftermath Exhibition not only inspires people to look forward to the future, but it literally challenges the present. It challenges people's current biases and current perspective on the world. Yeah, like I, you know, I love that you brought up the message of hope and really working towards the future. because, you know, like I've worked with youth that, you know, have lived in the hood or the ghetto. Um, and they had that same message that you were given that uh, either you do this, this and this or you're not getting out. And a, a lot of the youth, you know, not a lot of the youth, but some of the youth I've talked in those spaces have even said, I'm not going to get out of this city or I'm not going to get out of, you know, the small part of Toronto um, because this is it for me. And Mm -hmm. you really like just kind of blow that out of the water, which I love. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, 
it's 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 definitely a tricky mindset that n- no one is you know challenging or at, le- at least you know they're trying to challenge but uh, the, the aftermath exhibition actually puts people in the space where they can vi- they can see the uh, uh, other people within their community um, going for their dreams going forward with their dreams or pursuing something different other than you know, uh, other than the street life or violence or stuff, stuff that things of that nature. Sure. <laughs> That's what's great about it because, you know, I'm a white person. I work in social services. I could, you know, say it all day long, you know, we can work on your goals. You can be whoever you want to be and all that stuff, but it's going to be a different type of messaging when uh, someone of their peers is actually doing it. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. That's why, you know, for us, like representation is really important. Um, You know, and I think media corporations and uh, people that are, that have a lot of power, you know, should re- represent different communities in a better light because not only is it impacting the present, but it's also impacting people, younger kids and younger, uh, younger people, um, you know, for their futures. It's impa- impacting their futures and how they view themselves and then how other communities view them, you know. That's what representation really is, you know, how you view yourself and how you view others. So it's really important that we, the representation is not biased and that it is true to the the people in the in the community. What are your hopes and dreams with this project? Um, so my hopes and dreams, uh, I would say is not only, um, impacting my community in Ottawa, but having a national and even international impact on, on, uh, on, yeah, on an international impact being from Haiti. I've seen, you know, Ever since I was a younger kid, um, uh, growing up in Haiti, I would say I was more um, privileged than some kids because you know a lot of kids in Haiti live in extreme poverty, meaning that you know they don't they can't go to school because you know you have to like we pay for education here, but we have a different system you know through our taxing system you know we pay for our education, but in Haiti a lot of kids don't have the opportunity to go to school. And, you know, there's a lot of kids that, you know, their parents can't look after them anymore. So they lose that part of their childhood. They can't really pursue the things that we can pursue here in North America, um, in in Canada, especially. Um, We can't pursue these things. We we, we can pursue these things here, but they can't because they have to start work when they're like literally like nine years old, you know, they, they have to start working if they're not going to, if they're not going to school. So I want to bring a message of hope to, to these kids and um, change their circumstances, hopefully with our organization and, and change their perspective on, on life and how they can express themselves as a young, um, as a young black kid, you know, how they can, express themselves and hopefully impact different communities as well too. Um, Not only sticking uh, to the black community, but once we 
have represented or shown that representation that the black community is not what sometimes what the media is portraying um we we want to impact other communities as well too you know and our goal is to really take it on the international level onto international stage and really impact the world with what we do and the message that we have which is through education we can do everything and education doesn't only consist of being in a classroom and learning about the world but actually um, using what is of the world and the experiences of different communities and the experiences of people to educate others and that's what I personally believe is the only way well not the only way but one of the biggest ways to um, be united is through learning about other people's experiences and being in the same room as another person that you might have some nuances about you know their community and their lifestyle and stuff like that so that type of education is really important to me and and i think the universal language of art is the way we are to go about changing those narratives I have no doubt in my mind that you'll uh, accomplish all of this. I, I could hear the passion in you and uh, you get me passionate. So uh, I, I really can't wait to see w- what you do with all of this. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, if you could give one message to young black youth, mm-hmm. what would it be? My message for young black youth is that we all have the potential to be something different. We all have the potential to be great. We all have the God-given abilities to do whatever we, we want with our lives. We're not limited to one particular life or lifestyle or or particular to one. We're not limited. Um, and the theme for the Aftermath exhibition this year was actually limitless um, because we are limitless and we can do whatever we want as long as we put our minds to it, as long as we believe in it, and as long as we have the, the support around us to do so. So my message to black youth is to be limitless. Don't limit yourselves. Love it. <laughs> Everything you say, I love. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> it comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. And um, and I think that's the only way to, to live is to, you know, express what, you know, you feel in your heart. We are almost near the end, and uh, I I can't wait to uh, have your answer to this question, because I know you speak from the heart. This has become a a trademark question for the show. Uh, What does advocacy mean to you? Mm. Advocacy means, um, to me, advocacy means to no boundaries advocacy means no boundaries to me um it means fighting for something that you believe and fighting for not only your self-interest but others interest also putting your all um you know really putting your all into something to change 
others' outcomes and to for the best. So that's what advocacy means to me is putting yourself aside and whether, you know, it be sleepless nights for you, whether it be money out of your pockets. Um, but as long as it's for the best, the better of other people, um, that's what advocacy is to me. It's selflessness, putting yourself aside for other people, for others' sake. And yeah, advocacy is selflessness to me. Love it. <laughs> it's great. That, that is a, I haven't had that definition of advocacy quite yet. And uh, uh, there's some key elements there that I uh, loved how you described it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Um, we're almost about to end. Is there anything else you want the listeners to know? Yes. I want the listeners to um, follow the Aftermath Exhibition on all social media platform if they can to keep in touch and stay, uh, you know, look, look at the work that we're doing at the Aftermath Exhibition yearly. And hopefully we're going to be doing, um, you know, monthly and, and daily in our communities and hopefully bringing the aftermath exhibition to your community so follow us on all social media platforms if you search the aftermath exhibition whether it be on instagram twitter facebook you're gonna find us and um you know just follow the support um and yeah that's that's what i want the listeners to 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 do and and also i want them to um you know make a change in their community in whatever capacity that they can um you know whether it be like following the aftermath exhibition or following another organization that they want to support, make a change. You can make a change. You can make so many changes with social media nowadays. And, um, and, um, you know, that's what, yeah, that's what I want them to do is just, you, you can make a change. You have the power to make a change. And, um, I look forward to seeing the changes that people are doing around the world. That is such a a lovely way to end the show. It's been such a great pleasure talking with you. Um, It's it's been nice to have you on the show. So thank you for taking the time out to speak with me. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you, um, you know, for your questions. And also thank you to Rising Youth for giving me the opportunity and the platform to um, talk about my project and talk about the ways that we are trying to impact and uh, and change our communities. Thanks again. <laughs> Thank you so much. Your Right to Speak will be posted on the second Wednesday of every month. Uh, Thank you for the listeners to listening uh, to this week's episode of Rising Youth Podcast. For more information about the program that we provide or to start your own project, please visit risingyouth.ca. Let's raise awareness together.